Australian Financial Review's Cash Ban Propaganda. Let's have a look. Good morning everyone, Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my morning shine of coffee, and I thought we would have a look at this article from the Australian Financial Review from today. That was sent to me by John Adams. Senators stare down a cash conspiracy. I would go so far as to say this is possibly an element of propaganda. Now, I am not a journalist, guys. I am not an economist. I am an architect. And as an architect, my training is different to a lot of other people. We're considered generalists in some way. We need to bring a lot, a diverse group of specialists together to create a unique one-off project. And you know, so we get a little, you know, we have an understanding of a lot of things, but we're master of none. So from that, a big element of our training and education is the understanding and appreciation of precedent. When you're designing something, often, often you will be encouraged to look through history, look through other work, other examples to draw upon, to learn from, to appreciate what has gone before because that can inform what you're doing as a professional. And then you need to you know, draw, also bring together all these other people, this other expertise, this other knowledge to come out with a project, hopefully successfully at the end. So what some people might call a rash conspiracy theory, I would say is an appreciation of precedent set by other examples around the world, which is also being used by the Black Economy Task Force and other people to justify the implementation of this cash ban. So let's let's have a look here at what Andrew Patrick has written. So we'll go here. It took one of history's great tropes, the global banking conspiracy, to demonstrate a little noticed but important truth about Australian politics. Beneath the daily rancor of partisan competition lies a long-term foundation of policy rationality. Last Friday, after months of lobbying from the political fringe that won unexpected public attraction, Labor senators endorsed a coalition plan to ban cash from companies or cash purchases from companies of $10,000 or more. So Labor is essentially supporting, well no, is supporting with some changes to the bill, a reduction in our liberties, a reduction in our rights, a reduction in our freedoms, regardless of you know, claims of a global banking conspiracy and all these things. Fundamentally, that's what it is. You're taking away the rights of the people of your civilization. That is a very drastic move, a very drastic move, one that I'm not happy with, one that should be enough of a consideration. And here, I mean, people use the conspiracy word to make it seem evil. But think about it. How's a bunch of reserve bank chairs meeting and discussing and sharing their knowledge and learning from one another any different to any other professional group meeting? This happens in every profession. I'm a big fan of low carb down under. I watch their YouTube channel religiously. And they have panels of professionals coming together, meeting to discuss sharing knowledge and learning from one another. GPs from all over the world are coming, presenting, sharing their, their, you know, 
studies they're doing or just even the anecdotal experiences they're having with their patients. Does that make that a conspiracy theory? No. It's a collection of professionals coming together and learning from one another. It's the same thing with our CEOs here in Australia, when they're coming together and they're learning from one another. I may disagree with the fact that many of them want to implement gender quotas and many of them want to remove merit-based uh, promotion in their businesses, but still, that is them coming together and just learning, to, learning from one another. Do journalists not do this? Do they not do it? Because I... I'm just thinking that the few journalists I know, I, it, they, are they a profession similar to other professions? Like architects, you'll have conferences, you'll have, you'll have, you know, networking events where you just go and talk. You know, you'll be bitching about the new CAD or new changes or, you know, or we've bought this uh, point cloud scanner and it's letting us save all this money. People share knowledge. That's how I see this as. Is that a conspiracy guy? But then again, I'm not trying to paint a particular narrative, am I? I'm an advocate for our individual liberties, and I see this as an attack on it. So, the, agree the agreement could mark a turning point in Australian economic history. A first legislative step towards what may one day become a cashless economy. Now, I honestly think Australia is definitely heading towards a cashless economy. I think just out of convenience out of convenience i'm not a luddite that doesn't appreciate the conveniences of technology okay i will happily well not happily i will begrudgingly pay the charge that mastercard charges me on my transactions because i like having it all on my bank statement and getting it you know and then putting it into my accounting software and that just makes it a lot easier from a business perspective the convenience we're australia is moving cashless out of convenience that's another argument against needing to implement this. I'd suggest maybe we need to go away from a fiat system. I'd like to look at some ideas of a probably an energy-based currency, but that's a more science fiction fantasy. Anyway, proposed in 2017 by the late chairman of KPMG International, Australian Michael Andrew, the restriction is designed to make it harder for criminals, drug dealers, fraudsters, tax avoiders to buy houses, cars, boats, suits, jewelry, and other baubles with their zero taxed earnings. <clears throat> of course, because criminals obey the law. The change should also reduce the pricing penalties on honest business people who don't offer cash discounts, which is often a way for consumers to avoid paying the goods and services tax. Now, do you know any business people that do that? How guarantee that that would occur? But is it worth, is it worth sacrificing a liberty for your people? I'm going to make sure you can see all of this. A liberty for your people, guys, for that simple reason. Is it worth that? I'd argue it isn't. I would argue that our liberties and our rights are more important than that small loss to the economy for people who are getting over GST. Maybe that's just because I, I understand that there's always going to be a deadweight loss in these interventions. Because remember, goods and services tax isn't a natural part of the economy. It's not a natural part, a natural part of trade to constantly be giving a portion of all of the things you charge for something to the state, is it? Australia, because of its good governance, doesn't suffer as badly from tax evasion as other countries. Around 10% of the $80 billion cash in circulation has either been lost or is used in the illegal non-taxed economy. 
That's not that much, $8 billion, the Reserve Bank of Australia estimates. But the tax system still struggles to meet many worthy requirements expected of it. Okay, that is a completely opinion-based argument. I would say, well, if you if you're if you believe that it's struggling to meet the many worthy requirements, Andrew, oh sorry, Aaron, you can you're more than free to make a donation directly to the tax department to help support the government spending. You're free to do that. You can pay extra. I think there's some footage a libertarian channel was walking the streets of US and asking people if they if they, um, you know, think, you know, taxes should be higher for these services. And they were saying, yes, 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 definitely, definitely. I'm a Democrat. And they said, oh, here, look, you can donate extra money to the AT, uh, to the tax department. Would you like to do it? How many of them do you think said yes? Because he'd be a pay-as-you-go, wouldn't he? That's the thing. I've got a lot less respect for people who do pay-as-you-go with regard to their opinion on taxation. Because... Until you suffer the pain of transferring some money over to the department out of your bank account, then, then you've got no idea. No idea what it's really like. Anyway, so they're un unable to uh, muster enough political support to extend the GST or replace, re replace stamp duties with land tax. How about we cut some of the government spending that is proving fruitless? One big money haul is bridging the gap. How much money we're throwing at these remote communities with very little measurable outcomes. I'd suggest maybe we need to look at alternative ways of doing it, maybe freeing some of these communities from these socialist organizations that are essentially running on these glorified body corporates that run the towns. But now we, there's no dialogue around those type of ideas, is it? Basing this, Liberal Labour National and Central Alliance members of the Senate Economics Legislation Committee withstood not inconsequential pressure to endorse a plan its noisy detractors said would enslave Australians to banks. A potent argument in a post-Hained world. Well, won't it? Won't it? You don't have much freedom of choice in banks. Since 2007, the RBA has examined 82,000 payments made by consumers. Only 20 were for more than $10,000. None of, not one was in cash. So whose freedoms are under threat? Everyone's three freedoms are under threat. Every single one. Okay? Everyone's. It doesn't matter if it doesn't happen. It's everyone's freedom. That's it. It's bloody obvious. But he's painting a narrative. He is painting a narrative. And people will just read it and go, yeah, okay. And that's, that's the, the challenge that you face in the political environment here in Australia. Most people are just, you know, happy. The opposition came from a mixture of attention-seeking libertarians, heavy cash-using ethnic groups, and industry suspiciously wary of bank transfers or credit cards, including funeral directors, opal miners, New South Wales farmers, and small tax accountants. Attention-seeking. Of course, of course we are going to be attention-seeking because we want... No one knows about this bloody legislation coming through. That is the point of engaging people, getting them politically active. That's my one 
takeaway from this entire process that makes me slightly happy is that some people have become politically activated. You know? Members of the Opal Association seem to be unaware that real-time money transfers exist. They state that their members prefer cash payments for their immediacy as buyers are commonly unknown to sellers and checks and bank transfers take time, the committee reported. Okay. He's been a smug, smug person here with this statement. Probably because he's never dealt in business. Has he dealt in business? You know, it takes time for cash payments. Often you have to pay more for real-time payments. Often you, you, who doesn't want to get a bank ID, which uh, have been found to potentially be compromised. Cash is instant, 100%. And uh, people will often give a discount because they don't need to wait. Periodically, Oh, sorry, paradoxically, the argument that gained most traction was the most extreme, pushed by the far-right Citizens' Electoral Council, a perennial bear property pundit and former aide to the ambassador to Washington, Arthur Sin Din Os. It said the plan was part of a plot to enrich the banks by driving interest rates below zero. The committee was sent 2,659 emails, letters and documents. Most, most, condemned the plan many cited the conspiracy theory okay okay let me bring up this these are nations that have implemented negative interest rates now negative interest rates are becoming well, sadly more accepted as part of modern monetary policy as the economy gets worse and worse our own cash rate is predicted to head down today I did a video looking at some of the nations that have cash bans. France, Hungary, Portugal, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Spain, Bulgaria, Belgium, Greece, Italy. There are others as well. So, there's a precedent for that. Regardless of if you think it's a theory, a conspiracy theory, and if you think it will enrich the banks. Nevertheless, at the moment, negative interest rates are considered part of the kit of tools of modern monetary policy with economists using them, guys. They're using them. So is it a problem to be worried about this stuff? The department got another 3,620, many of which couldn't be published because of their profane content. Well, this is the thing. You're, you're dealing with people who may have never written a letter to an organization like this or made a submission. And I know we don't want to hurt anyone's sensibilities here, you know, by publishing something that may be prof profane, but it's something to be concerned about. Some 80 of the hardcore opponents attended a public hearing held last month by the senators in Sydney. Yes. Now, you've got to remember the entire Black Economy Task Force, their public tour, which was used to justify some of these arguments, only attracted over 300 people. And this was, I'll bring it up here. I, found, I mentioned it here. Here we go. We'll say what city this was. Perth, Sydney, Bathurst, Mildura, Hobart, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, and Gorka. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So what? Let's say we'll bring up a calculator. 
What is that? So say 350, oh, uh, over 330 divided by 9. 36. Let's do 390 divided by 9. 43. So, one could argue that the attendance rate at this event in Sydney showed a greater public interest and concern than the Black Economy Task Force. Would, wouldn't that be fair? How many people knew this was going on? How many people in business were surprised about this? I talked to conservative friends and they're shocked that this is going through. It's pointless. We can see here only 20 transactions over 10 grand and that's only the 82,000. This is the thing. You're removing people's freedom. You're, you're criminalizing what shouldn't be criminal. You are basing it on, infam you know, on hearsay. This is anecdotal evidence from, from this tour and other regions. And there's precedent of negative interest rates. So, and uh, they cheered John Adams, an economist who led the campaign in YouTube videos. His latest video is titled Freedom in Australia is Dead. They were encouraged by the national broadcaster and embraced by the Greens, who said the plan would help pave the way for surveillance capitalism. Well, I mean, that's an interesting take. I'd say we already have surveillance capitalism in many ways. A former Deutsche Bank stockbroker, Greens Tasmanian Senator Peter Wish Wilson used extreme examples to condone financial systems that protect and preserve the wealth of billionaires. From facilitating wealth to pee people, to shifting wealth into offshore tax havens, digital payment platforms have been an enabler rather than a preventer of the movement of illicit money. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd agree that's an extreme, an extreme example because money can be used for that too. I mean, you know, you, it's it's legal to spend money on the same things. Coalition M it's just more convenient doing it digitally. Coalition MPs led by West Australian Slade Brockman, their Labour counterparts led by Victorian Kimberly Kitching and Rex Patrick of the South Australian Centre Alliance put aside political differences and collectively stared down the falsehoods. Contrary to a number of inquiry participants' claims, cash will remain legal tender within Australia if cash payment limits come into effect. Yes, but we're calling it the cash ban to gain attention as the author or the journalist is writing here because you no one knows that this is being put forward. Individuals and businesses will continue to, be able to withdraw money in any denomination from their bank accounts and hold it outside the financial system. Yes, but you just can't spend it in $10,000 lots even if you make payments over time because you could go to jail. Now, here's the thing. Which, which of these countries do you think have jail terms for breaking the law? Spending too much cash? Hmm? Which ones? Which ones? You think, oh, Belgium would? Nah. Greece, maybe? What about Bulgaria, right near Romania and Turkey? Aussie, 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 guys. We're leading the way. We're leading the way. The senators didn't rubber stamp the executive branch's decision. They asked Assistant Financial Minister Michael Sucker to reconsider the proposed two-year jail sentence and review some other details. Mr. Sucker said on Monday he was considering their recommendations. Here's the thing. It shouldn't even get this far with a two-year jail sentence. Sending people to jail for spending their money. Innocent people will go to jail for this. 
The rancor of public life has given politics a poor reputation. But the political system can be surprisingly effective at delivering sensible policy, even when the far right aligns with the far, far right. Why? I mean, he's definitely constructing a narrative here. He's painting a picture against this uh, ban. I guess, you know. Are we at a point now in politics in Australia where arguing for liberty and not going to jail for spending your own money makes you part of the far right? Do you think that? So an interesting piece here. Obviously done for political purpose. Do you believe it? What do you think, guys? Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below. Thank you all for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're a fan, there are several ways you can support us. You can share the content and get the videos out there. Let your friends and family know. Help the channel grow. You can support us on Patreon with a monthly donation. You can do the same by joining the YouTube channel here. You can use our affiliate links on Amazon and eBay, where we receive an advertiser's commission. You can also use our affiliate links for Independent Reserve and KuCoin for the crypto traders out there. We have merch at the Heiser Says website, Pocket Squares behind me. I'll get, I have to put another one up here. And we also have PayPal if you want to contribute that way. Thank you all very much. It all helps pay for the equipment I need to create this content. Right now, the next purchase is some new hard drives because recording daily videos tends to add up. Take care, guys. Have a great day. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.